Yes, so um, uh, Alan Moore, you guys have one of my favorite verses up here. That's very, very cool. We knew that. Yes, yeah, you knew that. You put it up just for me. Wow. <laughs> now I feel really comfortable here. <laughs> um, I'm Alan Moore. My, um, well, none of them are in here now, but I have my wife, Diana Moore, is with me, and then we have two kids down in the Sunday school and then a baby um, with my wife. So a um, couple, couple kids and myself, uh, we're coming down from... Which one of these is what I want? This one here. We're coming down from uh, uh, Hillsboro, Oregon. We live in North Plains, just outside of that. Uh, Pastor John Robinson's church, Bible Leaders Baptist Church in Hillsboro. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, anyway, got asked to come come uh, teach Sunday school and, and preach for you guys. So, appreciate the opportunity. Um, I was telling someone earlier, you guys have the bottom of the barrel now. So, <laughs> I don't know how you got so unlucky. <laughs> but anyway, we'll try to do a good job and... And, um, you know, hopefully, good, good, perfect. <laughs> the, the idea anyway is it's not really so much on me anyway. It's on you guys more, right? Take something and do something for the Lord Jesus Christ about whatever we're going to preach about today. So, you know, that's, that's more the point of it anyway. Um, it's not about the speaker or anybody else. It's about, it's about us and, and going out into this lost and dying world, uh, especially as, you know, the, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come back anytime. <laughs> we need to get out in that lost and dying world more and more. Um, but uh, anyway, I appreciate the uh, opportunity and, um, yeah, I get to try to meet some of you guys as much as I can. And, um, yeah, appreciate the opportunity. So, um, let's go ahead and, um, I suppose you can turn to, uh, Romans five for now, just to get your Bibles opened up. Um, but, um, I believe that, so this is something that I've been kind of writing down before for kind of for the last few months, it's, it was, would have been more of a kind of a series, but I'll sort of condense it or just do one point of it. I thought it, the Lord kind of put it on my heart to talk about this today. I think it would kind of go well and help with a little bit of an introduction. Um, but, uh, I mostly want to talk about, um, you know, the different tools a Christian has, um, to, use similar to, you know, how in a building a house, you have all kinds of different tools, not just one, you have a tape measure and a hammer and so on, all these different tools, but it's all, you're using all these different things for the same purpose, right? And, and that's the purpose right there to please him that chose you to be a soldier. The, the purpose is pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of different ways we do that. Um, but, but that's the, the end goal, right? We want the house built. We want to please the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and, um, you know, just, being a little bit different than the armor of God, right? The, um, uh, sort of, uh, uh, the spirit and the, the shield of righteousness and so on, helm of salvation and, and so on. Not, not so much that. That's more for, um, uh, like the Bible says, withstanding the devil, devil in that evil day, right? That's the armor of God. But, um, these tools that I'm more talking about are things for you to use, um, to get to that goal, right? So that's, that's something you need to do, obviously, but it's, it's for a little bit of different purpose. The kind of things I'm more aiming towards is, uh, you know, your, your testimony, prayer, um, having faith, the Bible, um, things that you can use to, to get to that goal right there. I love that that's there, <laughs> but the, to please him, right? I mean, that's, that is the goal. That is really, it really is the goal. Um, but you know, after kind of thinking of all these different tools we have, one of the first ones you get, uh, after you get saved is, is, uh, is your, your own testimony, right? You, you live, you know, whatever amount of life, whether it was seven years or 70 years before you, you came to that point of getting, getting saved and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and, and once you get to that point, 
now you have this, this testimony of kind of the, really the first thing that, that God did for you, right? Um, uh, when you got saved and, and saving your soul. Um, and, and you can use that. It's a tool you can use, um, uh, for different purposes. So, so I kind of want to hone in on that tool. Um, where's the clock? Is that the clock? 10? Okay. I'll keep my eye on that. I need to get that nailed down right away. <laughs> um, but you can, you know, really kind of focus in. I want to focus in on that tool, your testimony and, and sort of talk about, talk about that. And if we can, the biggest thing I would like to take away from this is the why we're using the tool. Uh, and that's that purpose. We kind of get into that a little bit more, um, and, and really understanding that why. Um, but to begin, I'll kind of give you a little bit of my testimony and then I'll kind of get into how, you know, you could use your testimony in different ways and, and so on. So, um, before we get going, we'll, you know, say a word of prayer. I know we have already prayed. I've prayed. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have prayed, but we'll pray one more time. Ask the Lord to bless this and, uh, and then I'll get into it. God, I, um, thank you for the opportunity to be here and, and, uh, for these people that came out, pray that you would, um, let your word go out, God, and, and speak to your people's hearts. God, I pray that you'd help all of us to, um, take the things that are going to be said and apply it to our lives and, and, um, do something to, to please you with what we hear today. Um, and that would encourage somebody or help somebody. Um, I know your word is, is really amazing and, and can work on different people in different ways. And I pray that it would do that today. Um, you'd, um, be with the service, help to, uh, speak through me and get me out of the way, God, for this in Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, so my testimony, um, just kind of in short, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard that song. That's how I got saved. That's really, that sums it up right there. Um, uh, that's how I got saved. It was, um, it was from old fashioned singing and old fashioned preaching. And, and, um, how does that song go? Um, it got my attention to the way I was living and where I would be if the cold hand of death laid hold on me, right? The first thing you get to thinking about is where you're going to go when you die. Um, and it, for me, it bothered me, <laughs> right? It, it really bothered me about, because I knew it, it wasn't going to be good for me. Um, and so that bothered me. And, um, the Holy Spirit used that, the song says, drew me to Calvary and uh, showed me how Jesus died in my place. And with my heart, I believed it. And by faith, I received it. That's, that sums it up right there. But <laughs> to go into a little bit more detail for me personally, although that was, that was it. That was all that had to happen. Um, it was, uh, six years ago that I got saved. Uh, so in 2017, July, um, just shortly after my wife and I got married, um, I grew up in a, a religious cult. Um, and so my whole life I grew up, they taught me that I needed to, and, and again, just to kind of get you guys honed in, I'm giving you my testimony and I want to show you how, you know, you guys can take your own personal testimonies that you can just know off the top of your head and, 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 um, do something to, to please Jesus Christ with that. Um, but I grew up in this religious cult and they taught me that I had to work and, and do something, um, to, to get to heaven, right? I had to do enough things and, and, and those types of things and really, they kind of taught that the Christian life was about living your whole life to maybe someday, maybe if you're good enough, get to heaven, right? That was kind of the idea. Um, and you had to kind of just live the best you could. Um, well, by the time I was 14, I knew that that was not going to happen. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd, my conscience had convicted me plenty enough by the time I was 14 years old that I knew there was no getting, there was no, um, there was too much bad already. I could never do enough good to outweigh the bad I'd done by 14. I, I, I knew that. And so, um, for me, I, I had made up my mind at 14 that, you know, since, since there was no hope for me, I thought, um, none that I knew of that, that I would just, 
you know, live for myself and live for my flesh and, and until I died. And, and, um, I got, um, you know, I kind of did that, the what if scenario that really kind of made up my mind where I went, you know, I'm 14 years old and I'm a, I'm a boy and I'm, I'm deciding kind of what I want to do with my life. And every scenario went down, you know, do I want to just get a job and have family and have kids and this and this and this, and then I die. Then what, you know, or do I want to chase money and this and this and this and this, but then I die and then what? You know, or do I want to do this? And then, and it always ended with, I died. And then what, you know, um, and it never was a long time before that dying came, you know, it was a real short time and it wasn't a long time. And it really bothered me. I, I really got myself real bothered about it that no matter what I did in this life, eventually I just died. And then what? <laughs> and, and that it, re- it really, really did bother me. I was 14 years old and I decided that, you know, if, if I'm just going to live this crazy life for a few years until I died eventually and then, and then burn in hell, that didn't sound like any fun to me. I'd rather go sooner than later. Um, and so I, I started living pretty bad. Um, and my sin had brought me to a point of, of a real crossroad and, and sin will definitely do that to you every single time. It'll get you to a point where you need to make a decision. Are you going to go all the way with this or, or are you going to turn back? Um, and I decided that I'd give God a shot. And I remember, that was probably in like 2015. I remember, um, not really praying. I never really prayed. Um, but kind of telling God, I, I believed in God. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says a fool has said in his heart, there's no God. Right. And I never could be foolish enough to, you know, I knew that there was going to be a judgment someday, you know, every time. And I think most people know that they lay their head down at night and, and you get to thinking, you know, there's a judgment, <laughs> you know, um, and it, I think it bothers most people more than they want to admit it. Um, but, uh, so I was, I, I got to that crossroad. I remember telling God, um, if he could prove to me how he could save me, um, from, from something I, I knew I deserved, I believe he could save anyone in the whole world. You know, I remember, I remember saying that to him and two years later he showed me. Um, but, um, after I kind of made up my mind about that and, and decided to give him a shot and started trying to live good again, cause that was the only thing I knew how to do. Um, the Lord started really bringing people in my life to give me the gospel. Um, and, uh, the first one really, and we're in Romans five. Um, I actually have, I borrowed my dad's Bible today. Mine's getting rebound right now. <laughs> I couldn't believe I got asked to preach. I don't even have my own Bible, <laughs> but in, in my Bible, I wrote his name right in the margin, uncle Joel, um, right at chapter five, verse eight. Um, it says, uh, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Um, and, uh, and that verse really means a lot to me because he was at the end of 2016 on New Year's day, I went to go see him in the hospital. He had terminal cancer and he's dying. Um, and I had, had just asked my, um, or started dating my wife. Um, of course she wasn't my wife then, but started dating her and, and, um, I wanted to go tell him that you know, there's this girl and whatever, cause I thought it would make him happy. I only knew of material things. Um, and, and something had changed with him. I hadn't talked to him in a long time, but, um, he'd gotten saved somewhere along the way. And, and he was talking about, and, and I had no concept of any of this at that time, but he was talking about how there's this Jesus that died and, and he knew he was going to go to heaven when he died. And, uh, he just begged me and cried and begged me to reach Romans chapter five. And he said, forget anything your dad ever told you, forget anything anyone ever told you. Um, and just read that chapter and, and just believe what it says. He said, I, it's, it's the truth. And, and I know where I'm going. And I thought that the, the drugs that they were giving him in the hospital or whatever just was making him crazy. You know, I thought, I thought he was just going insane. So I kind of written it off. Um, uh, cause I just thought he was crazy. And 
<clears throat> and then when my wife and I got married, he, he died the day we got married and on March 25th. And then that next day on our honeymoon, I woke up in the morning and read Romans chapter five, just that one chapter. Um, for some reason, I'd brought in a Bible with me and, and read it. And, and the Lord really started convicting me at that point about, you know, I was still bothered by, I knew I would go to hell when I died and it bothered me, but somehow he said he knew he was going to go to heaven. And, and that, you know, sparked my curiosity. I want to know why. Um, and it was about a month later. I don't know if any of you all know the church I came from, um, Pastor John's church down in Hillsboro. Um, someone from our cult had left about 10 years prior and ended up, you know, somewhere or another to his church, told him about this cult. There was about 2,500 of us, uh, no preacher up in the pulpit. We just, we got up on Sunday, we sang songs and, uh, and then that was it. <laughs> that was, that was, that was the whole church. What we did just before I walked up here, that was church to me for my whole life. Um, and, uh, one day this preacher walks up on our pulpit and there hadn't been a preacher there for 60 years. Um, and, uh, it was pastor John <laughs> and a, a couple other people, brother Chris Turner and Rick Weston, who's passed away. Um, I, some of you may know Rick Weston, maybe not, but anyhow, they were, those three men were up there and he was basically street preaching. Really. I mean, that was about all you could do 2,500 people that didn't want you there. <laughs> and so he gave, he gave the gospel and we kicked him out. Um, and, um, and that sparked a whole bunch of curiosity in that church. People were talking about what's grace mean and, and why is he saying you can know where you're going when you die? And, and it got a lot of people talking and, um, about 300 people left that cult in the next year. And I was one of them, um, because of that. Um, but with my uncle Joel and pastor John, uh, and a couple other kind of incidents, I was denying God, um, you know, he was, he was giving me this opportunity, giving me the gospel, sending preachers in my path, and, and I kept denying it. Um, I think mostly because of pride, for some reason, I'd, maybe it's the man instinct in me or something, but I felt like, you know, there had to be something I had to do. It couldn't just be all God. It had to be, I was the one who messed it up, so I had to be the one to fix it kind of thing. And so I never would accept it. Um, and my wife's dad, because it was very taboo to, you know, I, I could go into explaining the cult a, a little bit, but it, it would take a while. <laughs> but it was very, very, it was a nobody in, nobody out scenario. You had to be born there. You know, we didn't evangelize. It was, it was just us. And people were just, you know, we kept reproducing after 60 years and there was a whole bunch of us. Um, but, um, so nobody in, nobody out. And you did not listen to preachers. You didn't question the traditions, you know, kind of that sort of thing. Well, my wife's dad had been listening to Adrian Rogers, um, the love worth finding deal. Um, and that guy gives the gospel real well. And, and he'd been listening to that guy for years. And after we got married, he told me about it and I started listening to him. Um, and that, that really started working on me because at this point there was my uncle Joel, there's pastor John, there's all these people talking about stuff we didn't really know about, you know, and we're looking up grace in the Bible and, you know, you look up grace in the Bible and you start finding some things that pertain to eternal life. And with the traditions I grew up in, you know, it didn't, that didn't fit what we were taught, <laughs> you know, but it was what the Bible said, but it didn't fit what we were taught. So it was, you were kind of torn. Um, but listening to the preaching from, from Adrian Rogers, you know, really, really helped. Um, and just kind of kept convicting me and convicting me. And I kept denying it until, um, I was on right at I-5 and 217. I was driving in my, uh, work truck and, um, and I was, it was, he was basically at the invitation of his message. And I pulled over on the side of the road, got out, got on my knees and, and begged the Lord Jesus Christ to save me like a baby. 
And, um, you know, according to the Bible, that's all you have to do. <laughs> you just ask him to save you and he will. Um, and, uh, so that's how I got saved. <laughs> um, and, uh, that was in July, 2017. And, you know, my wife and I just got married. I actually, it was funny. We, we kind of realized later a couple months before that, somewhere around when I was listening to those Adrian Rogers sermons, I had it in my head. And, you know, if there's anyone like this today, I, I had it in my head. I knew at that point through all this stuff, I, but before I got saved, I knew, I knew he'd died for me. I knew he could take away all my sins. You know, I was starting to have some of that kind of Bible knowledge type stuff, but I didn't believe it. You know, I never trusted it and I didn't believe it. And I told my wife and she, you know, she trusted that way faster than I did. So I would, was telling her about the stuff that I was listening from Adrian Rogers. Cause of course the way we, the cult was, you know, she was a woman. So I had to listen to the, you know, it had to be filtered through me if there's any of this outside influence type stuff. So I was listening to it and she wasn't. And, but I was telling her what I was hearing. Um, and, uh, just for me telling her, there's that verse in first John chapter five, verse 13, these things have I written unto you that if you believe on the name of the son of God, you may know that you have eternal life. And I, I was telling her that verse and, and that was enough for her. She believed it and started crying and stuff. And, um, of course I thought I was probably saved at that point, but you know, like I said, and on I five there, I, I wasn't, I was still, there was something that I was hanging on to. It was, it was pride really, I think is what it was. Um, but so I'm, I'm pretty sure my first, um, recruit was my wife while I was lost is, is the point. Um, which is, I don't know if that's possible or how that, you know, God works that out, but you know, I think that was the first. And then, you know, after that it was, um, just, you know, especially growing up the way I did and kind of rebelling the way I did. Um, and I was 20 when I got saved. Um, I was, I was, I'm, I'm really, really happy to, you know, let God have all my sin. And so I'm, it, it, it's, it's pretty easy for me to make up my mind to want to live for him. Uh, because I feel like what he did for me was exceptional. You know, it was, you know, to me, it was more than he's done for anybody else. You know, it was so much what he did for me. Um, so I, you know, I don't have a lot to, um, complain about there. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, you have your testimony and, and you can use it just, you know, a longer version, a shorter version of, of your testimony. But what it comes down to is, you know, what a God did for you. He, he, he certainly did something for you. Um, and, um, and being able to tell someone like that is a, is a very, um, uh, exceptional way to, to witness to people, right? Um, our job being, and you can turn over to, um, well, second Timothy two, four up there, turn over to second Corinthians four, four, if you would, please. Second Corinthians chapter four, <clears throat> nothing's in the same place in this, in this Bible. Um, but we know, um, second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them, which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God should shine unto them. Um, you know, we know there's a lost world out there. Um, and, uh, uh, and you could even grab first Corinthians chapter one. We know there's a lost world out there and, and, uh, and our job, that, that kind of goal is to please the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Um, well, one thing that according to the Bible that pleases the Lord Jesus Christ is going out into that lost world and, and, and giving them the gospel and telling them about the truth, you know, especially this world where apparently there isn't a truth. There is a truth, <laughs> you know, and you have it. Not everybody has it. You know, I, I, I spent the first 20 years of my life and I did not have the truth. I didn't even know it existed. 
you know, I, I didn't know the word grace was in the Bible until I was, uh, 18. Um, I had no idea. I didn't know the word mercy was in the Bible until I was 18 years old. And I had a Bible since I was young. My dad got me one. I never read it. No one ever taught it to me. I had no idea the word mercy was in the Bible. Um, you know, and the Lord was so merciful with me. It's amazing. I, that's the word I didn't know about, right? Um, I didn't want to come up and cry. That wasn't my goal. But, uh, anyway, so, so in, uh, first Corinthians chapter one and verse 21, the Bible says for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, but it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And, you know, all through this couple places in this, that, this chapter here that says a similar thing. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about here since, since our goal is to, to please the Lord Jesus Christ, something that pleases the Lord Jesus Christ is the foolishness of preaching. You know, sometimes when you're in the grocery store or at Home Depot or, or at the park or wherever, I don't know where you guys go, wherever you go, and you're talking to somebody, it seems foolish to, to start talking about what God did for you. Um, you know, you just try it pretty often. A lot of times people are pretty receptive, receptive to it and people are so scared to say anything, but I talk to people often about this kind of stuff and, and, and people are way more receptive to it than you can think. But even if they weren't, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's your job for one. And, and keep in mind, you know, the Lord's coming back very, very soon. I was just talking to someone. I've, I, I, you, I, you got so many faces here. I can't remember which one you guys talking to, but the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back real soon. And, and, um, you know, there's a judgment coming up for you too. Uh, the judgment seat of Christ and, and, um, you know, you'll, you'll want to be found doing what you should be doing and, and you should want to be doing what you should be doing anyway. If he, um, uh, you know, saved you from, from something you deserve like that, you should, you should want to be living for him. And, and, um, kind of getting back to, I'm, I'm off topic a little bit, but using these Christian tools, that testimony is one of many Christian tools that a Christian has, um, that, that you can use to get to that goal of pleasing him, you know, by the foolishness of preaching, um, uh, uh, what is it? By the foolishness of preaching. Where's that verse at? Uh, oh, please God by the foolishness of preaching to save them to believe, right? Um, that's something that pleases God. And, and your, that testimony, you don't have to be, have 18 verses in the back of your head ready to go. You know, you don't have to have your Bible with you everywhere you go. All, you literally just have to tell them what God did for you. You know, and it, it seems foolish when you start to talk about it and, you know, if, if it, sometimes it might be abrupt that you, whoa, wait a minute, we were talking about motorcycles and now you're talking about God? What, what happened? You know, it might seem foolish, but it pleases God to, to seem foolish like that. Um, and, and it's your job to please Him. So that's, that's what you should be doing, right? And, and, and not only witnessing to the lost, but, um, you know, your testimony can also be, be used to, um, you know, help the other brethren, right? Um, so maybe not your salvation testimony, but, you know, using that tool as your testimony in general, you have, um, you know, your testimony, which is just testifying about something that happened to you, right? Um, so you can testify about something that God did in your life to, to you know, other people in the church and, and other Christians you run into and whatever and help them, right? That's part of our job too. That's something that pleases God is to, is to help encourage the other brethren so then they go out and please God, right? Because the whole, the whole idea is giving glory back to Him. Um, that's what we're trying to do. Um, and, um, and so is an example of this. Um, 
and you go over to First Thessalonians five. But as an example of this, of of kind of a you know, I gave you my testimony in, of salvation, so you kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about there, and and then you know, take your own testimony. But then, like a testimony of something that's happened to me, um, I know when we first started going to church. You know, tithing, for example, was so foreign to me, <laughs> so foreign, right? And we had no concept of that whatsoever. And it seemed like, you know, an unfathomable amount of money to just give somebody, <laughs> right? Um, is, is what it seemed like to us. And, and it's like, how could we ever even afford to do that? You know, we're just barely married and having kids early and trying to, you know, stay afloat and whatever. And, and, and so this is an example of a testimony, right? So try and take it this way. An example of a testimony of something that's happened in my life that God did for me. Um, that could hopefully help encourage you guys. Um, we were battling with that thing. Um, and I had, um, I was, I was trying to get, I had just started trying to get this job that I honestly, honestly did not deserve. I mean, it was a, it was, it was a, a move. Uh, if any of you know construction, I went from residential construction to high tech commercial construction. You know, it was like this big move. Um, and, and I didn't deserve it at all. Right. And I, uh, and, and I, I ended up getting a chance, but right before that, we were battling this tithing thing and we, we committed to God that we're, we're gonna, we're gonna tithe. Me and my wife were, we're gonna tithe. And when we did, the first time <laughs> that we tithe, I got that job and the raise was exactly the amount that we was gonna give God. I mean, it was like He immediately gave it back to us. And that happened just like five years ago <laughs> to me, you know? And, and so as a, as, you know, as a testimony, there's things like, that or like something else has happened to you that you could tell somebody else about. Go, hey, God did this for me. You know, if it's a little thing, God did this for me last week, you know, um, and, um, and, and that's something that can help encourage your brother and where, where they can then take that and, and, uh, again, get to that goal of pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ. You can help other people get to that goal. Um, and so, um, uh, you, you, using that to encourage the brethren, uh, and then, you know, the idea, oh, I never read this first, first Thessalonians 511. I remember what that was supposed to be. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. I probably should have read that first. See, I'm not, a, I told you you're at the bottom of the barrel. I'm not a seasoned preacher. I've only been saved for six years. So sorry guys. <laughs> um, but I'm up here because I want to, I want, I want the Lord to be pleased with me. I mean, really that's, that's kind of the bottom line. Um, but, you know, comfort yourselves together and edify one another. Um, I think I was just going to, you know, kind of give that verse as a, this is something that you can use your testimony of, of literally anything the Lord has done for you. I know, you know, for me, I, I love hearing people's testimonies about things God did for them, especially their salvation testimonies. It's always, you know, interesting to me how people have such different lives and they, they, you know, one person went through all this kind of stuff or they grew up this way or whatever. And everyone gets to that same point like that kind of song I mentioned where, where they, they went through all these things, but they get to a point where, you know, they, they got convicted about what was going to happen when they died and, and they believed on Jesus and re and received him by faith, <laughs> you know, and they always get to that same, that same point. It's, you know, kind of God's method, but it's, it's really interesting. I really enjoy hearing, you know, how people get to that point. Um, and you know, while you're out witnessing to people too, we were talking to people, um, and, you know, when someone says, yeah, I'm saved, it's, it's, it's a great question to ask how, <laughs> you know, or when did you get saved? And, you know, then they can kind of tell you or, or, um, you know, you can see that maybe they're confused about something and, you know, try and help them out. But, 
Um, but yeah, that's always a question I like to ask because I like to hear. You know, I like to be encouraged that way because um, it is an, an, an encouraging thing. I was just um, telling my dad, uh, well, actually, just a few, it was last week, but it was just not very many days ago. Um, you know that we're having kind of a um, you know stressful stuff going on and whatever. And he gave me some examples of when he was going through stressful stuff and what the Lord did for him. And it helped me, <laughs> you know, it really, it really helped me. And, um, you know, he's my dad, of course, <laughs> but, but he's a brother in Christ. He's, you know, saved and, um, and, uh, you know, especially coming out of that, that place we came out of and, and whatever he's, he's the same way. He didn't get saved till he was over 40 years old, you know? And so we all kind of, my, my dad's family, all uh, him and all of us kids kind of got saved around sort of around the first same couple years. Um, but yeah, so he, you know, told me about some of the stuff Laura did for him. We're just help each other. You know, that's, that's the idea with your, your brothers and sisters in Christ, try to help each other. Um, and then, and then go out into that dying lost world. And then the whole idea of all of that first Corinthians 10, uh, first Corinthians chapter 10. The pages feel different in this Bible. Everything is different. I'm, I'm sorry. I won't mention it again. It's just, <laughs> there's nothing highlighted. Okay. First Corinthians 10 and verse 31, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Um, and, and so, you know, all these things and, and, you know, you guys should familiarize yourself with you know, the different Christian tools. There's, there's your testimony that we're talking about right now, and you can use it to help the brother, and you can use it to please the Lord Jesus Christ. Ultimately, though, all those things should be to the glory of God. Um, you know, that, that's, that's the idea is to please Him and to give Him glory. Um, and, uh, and like I mentioned before, you should want to. And it's, it's hard sometimes you get in your flesh. Um, believe me, I, I know more than anybody how hard it can be. You know, you get in your flesh and sometimes you, you don't want to. You really, you really don't. You get to thinking about it, you do. You know, you're just, um, you know, your flesh is telling you you don't want to, or, you know, there's a, you know, the whole flesh, the world, and the devil thing. Um, that'll kind of start to creep in, and you'll, you'll think you don't want to, but, you know, with all he did for you, you, you should. And, and it's amazing us Christians don't, don't stay in that high, high all the time. It's just amazing that you don't, but for some reason, this world gets us so busy and so just entangled in the affairs of this life, right? Um, and, um, that's kind of one of my favorite verses just because it's so true getting caught up in the affairs of this life, just getting busy. You're not really doing anything wrong. You're just working, going to school and doing whatever, but you're just, you're caught, you're caught up. You're not focusing on what you should be focusing on as much as you should be focusing on it. Um, but all those things, uh, to the glory of God and, and recognize that there's other stuff in your tool, tool belt to, to be able to get to that goal, right? It's your testimony. Um, prayer is a, a huge thing. There could be a whole, someone could talk, you know, probably five Sundays about, about how you could use prayer like that. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, there's so many things and really a Christian should familiarize yourself with those things and, you know, think about how am I using that today or tomorrow or last, how did I use those things last week or how could I be using those things to, to get glory back to God? Um, and kind of a, another verse along the, these lines, Psalms 29. Psalms 29, 
And uh, in verse 2, um, well, we can let, read verse 1 too. 29 verse 1, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Um, you know, the, the kind of the thing that really sticks out with me on that one, I read it a, a few, few years ago, I think, that it really kind of stuck out to me the first time, um, was, was that due unto his name. Give him the glory that's due to him, you know. And, and it really is true that, that, you know, there's, there's glory that's, that, that God, God deserves. You know, he, he, he wants it from you and, and, but he really deserves it. Um, I think we get, you know, not caught up in this world, but, um, you to, to focus on ourselves. You know, it's a, a huge problem, I think, um, that, that we have, but especially like when we're given our testimony, um, you know, we try to make it about us and not, not about him. And, and, and really, if we're, we're talking about testimony, I think that's probably a big thing that someone should take away from it is when you're giving your testimony or saying something that God did for you, uh, you know, or giving your salvation testimony, and this is how I came to know the Lord. I, I, you know, people, you, your flesh, you, you automatically get a tendency to want to make it about yourself somehow. Right. Um, uh, you know, I could, you, maybe they, they talk about their, you know, the way they were living wrong too long. Right. That, that kind of stuff where they're just, they're getting into, none of that mattered. It was, it was wrong, but what, but what was the part that made it right? You know, where, where did God come into that equation? Um, and, and, uh, you know, I think that's something to be careful about, especially when you're talking to, to, to lost people. Um, you know, God, God will, God will bless those conversations. If you're, if, if he's getting glory while you're talking about, and you, you just try to get yourself out of the way and think, how, how can I, how can I spin this and make God look better? You know, kind of with that sort of mindset, how, how can, while I'm t- telling someone about what God for, did for me, the hard part is you're in the equation, right? It's something that God did for you. It's, you know, your testimony. Um, but you're, since you're there, I think that's how people get so, so, um, why it's so easy to, to do that. Um, but you really want to, um, you really want to just make it about him and focus on him while you're, while you're doing that. Um, so using your testimony to preach to the lost world, uh, give glory back to God and, and just understand those different tools you have. And I know I'm ending early, so I guess you're welcome. Um, but I don't have anything else to say, so I could just say a bunch of stuff. Maybe we can sing another song. I don't know. It's up to you guys, but that is all I have to say. Um, so we can pray, I guess, and, and, uh, go from there. God, um, thank you for, um, again, for this time and, um, for these people, um, being, uh, easy to preach to and, and, um, pray that they were, um, would be able to just be encouraged by some of the things that were said and be able to take something and, and, um, just use their testimonies and the things that you did for them, God, and tell their people about it, especially this lost world, God. We pray that you would come back soon, God, and you find us faithful and, and, um, doing the right thing and looking for your return. And, um, God, we, we love you and, um, we're thankful for the mercy you've shown on, on us, God, and, and the grace in our lives. And, um, pray that you'd, um, bless your people here in this church, pray for their, um, pastor with his, uh, health complications and that you'd, um, that you'd take care of that miraculously, God, and, and deal with that. Um, Lord, I pray that you'd be with the next service and, and, um, and the church here in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.